When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. Sorry, Jason Matthews, not with you. Gary Belcher filling in for him. Scotty Sattler, welcome. How are you, mate? I'm better now that he's not here for three weeks and he's apparently trying to sun himself on some remote beach in Indonesia. Yeah, there's been a mass exodus from Indonesia. You might have noticed planes Mm -hmm. full coming out of the place. Uh, hey, we've got lots to get through on tonight's show. We've got a, uh, a chat coming up with Jai Arrow from the uh, the Rabbitohs. We've got North Queensland Cowboys assistant coach, Dean Young, some say head coach in waiting, not at the Cowboys, but it's, uh, at some club eventually. We'll uh, we'll have a chat to them and we will uh, we will run through everything that's happened in the, uh, the NRL and plenty of other news as well. Scotty, hey, let's just get into it. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Well, the big news of the week was uh, came out of Sunday's game, that amazing clash between the uh, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. Not everyone loved it. I uh, it wasn't it wasn't great. I think for the faint-hearted, but it was a throwback. Sats, a throwback to the old days of uh, the Biffo. There was plenty of it. it. wasn't wasn't punching. Plenty of other high well, stuff. It was chaos, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was chaos there for a, for a large period of the game. And would have it happened if it wasn't South and Roosters? No, probably not, because we know that they're mortal enemies. They hate each other and have for many, many years. Their fans hate each other as well. And and this is always going to boil over at some stage. And because on top of that, there's so much at stake. It was a, a knockout final. And as we know now that South were successful, Roosters bundled out, had a lot of injuries, of course, throughout the year. James Tedesco, Failed a HIO. And just on that, there was five HIOs in the game. Three were ruled out. Mm, Angus Crichton was one of those as well. Tedesco. Yeah, yeah, Tedesco. And then uh, seven sin bins. Now, not everyone agrees with all the sin bins. I definitely don't agree with all the sin bins. Mm. I can see what the officials were trying to do, Badge. I can see that they were just trying to... Take the heat out of it. Just take the heat out of all every situation that was... All these little tiny battles that were emerging across the field and... As we, as we know, because of the, the team's hatred for each other, there was a lot of emotion around, especially um, on the field. And, you know, you got Jared Warrior Hargraves and Victor Radley you know, up against a, you know, always an emotional Latrell Mitchell. And they're trying to bait Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. They weren't successful in doing that. Uh, Tom Burgess found himself in hot water a number of occasions. Now, out of this game, I think out of this game, we've seen a number of suspensions as well. We've seen Jared Warrior Hargraves, and we're going to touch on this really soon, around his three-week suspension. was looking at four weeks for a head slam yep. on Tom Burgess. I, I thought he was lucky not to receive more. And Tom Burgess received a two-match suspension. Well, he accepted a two-match suspension. But what has come out of that is that with Jared Warrior Hargraves, and sorry to digress a little bit, but yeah. if he gets picked for New Zealand in the World Cup... And he will. Well, you'd think he would because he's got an injury. From all reports, he's got this wrist injury. We don't know how The only way he wouldn't be picked is if he went for surgery. Exactly. So if he is picked in the New Zealand side by Michael Maguire, 
he will spend his first week in a lead-up game against Leeds in a warm-up game, uh, the UK Super League team, and then round one against Lebanon, round two against Jamaica. So basically... His suspension has been served. He's ready to play the yep. rest of the World Cup there and start go. the 2023 somewhat, season. So. Somewhat controversially. Yes. Will we see more than no, up around seven or maybe five sin bins in another game throughout this final series? Could you see that happening again? I don't think we'll see scenes like we saw last Sunday where there it was total carnage. I mean, there was injuries all over the place or people... Um, with headshots and going down with HIAs. There were people that were trying to milk HIAs as well, milk a penalty, I should say, not a HIA. Well, we see seven sin bins. Now, many are saying, Badge, that a precedence has been set, and so they need to follow that precedence. I think Sunday, last Sunday, that was an anomaly. I don't think we'll we'll see that again. What I didn't like about it, and I loved a lot, but I didn't like players staying down to get the um, the bunker to review it, to check it, and uh, and and therefore get the penalty. But they knew they'd been clipped, and some were very minor. There was mm. a, actually a couple that they just played on. Um, Graham Annesley says they don't have a magic solution, but they are definitely going to try to stamp it out somehow. I'm not sure if we can. Is compulsory head injury assessments a solution or the solution if you stay down at any point in the game? Well, there's two. There's, there's one if you b- re- believe you've received a headshot and the officials haven't seen it or the official hasn't seen it and you, you slowly get up and you look at the official, how come you didn't see that? I'm going to give you a chance to call time off. I'm going to give the chance for the bunker to have a look at it. Badge, I believe what you've said for a while now is that if that's the case, yep. you have to leave the field. And, but the flip side of that is you, you don't, you've got to be careful of, not encouraging players to try and find if there has been some sort of head knock and players are too concerned about going off, but they actually have received some sort of head knock and their officials have missed it, which is going to happen. They do that anyway. Yeah. Well, well I think they try to avoid going off anyway if mm. they've been knocked. Well, they grab their shoulders, if yeah. they a shoulder injury, whatever it may be. But um, I tend to think that if they, if they believe they've been hit in the head in some way, as minor as it may be, and they're trying to – to call for a penalty. Yeah, they have to leave the field. Now, the other one is the crusher. We all say that the crusher tackle is for safety of the player. But what we do is we just give a penalty and the player just plays on. So if that's the case, don't blow a penalty because it's unintentional 90% of the time. Just take the player out the back of the the attacking line, do an assessment on them, get one of their players to play the ball. Mm. If it's really... You've got a big problem with these crushers. Oh, if it's really in aid of, of the safety of the player... Yeah. Well, we're not really looking after the player because we don't make them go off if they have been subject to an unintentional crusher tackle. We just give a penalty and play on. So Righto. a lot of areas they've got to look at, I think, over the off-season. A few things that have happened as well. Jason Demetrio's deal at South uh, has been extended or will be extended. He, he has got an option for 2024, at least the end of, of uh, 2024. That's we believe, is going to happen. Uh, and going along it. nicely. Yep. If they'd been beaten by the Roosters, would they have the same conversation? Or would it maybe be the opposite? Maybe saying, hey, they're in the grand final year. You're out first week of the finals. Um, no good. No, or I... is that a moot point? Should we just look at the positives? They've done well. They've got through to the second week. And he's going to get his deal. They had a large portion of the season without Luttrell. They with did. that torn hamstring. That hurt him. Went over to America. Who knows where they may have finished 
if Latrell had played a majority of the season. Um, so I think with what he's had, without his star player, his marquee player, I think he's he's done a, a damn good job. I think his his introduction for Lachlan Ilias into NRL is taking out from Adam Reynolds. I think that's been a, a really good transition as well. Still some teething problems there, but all in all, I think he's been really successful. Well, sorry, while we're on coaches, Kevy Walters looks like he they've, they've done an end-of-season review oh, um, and he is going to stay with the Broncos. Take out the last five weeks, they were going beautifully or the last six rounds and they just fell off the, the cliff. Um, that, but I would have thought if you looked at them at the start of the year as right, being right down the bottom in 2021 and they almost made the finals, they came ninth, you'd say that's a, a, um, a big step forward for the Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. You? For what he's doing at the moment, he's at least they're taking the right steps forward. You know, next year is, is a, an even bigger test for them. Can they just go that other that another step of improvement to to not only just make the finals but be really pressing in that top four next year? Mm, no, Which I think I, a lot of people I, will expect. I disagree. I think Kevy could be there long term, but we'll uh, we'll see. And sometimes you just got to persevere. If you think you got the right man, persevere. We'll see what happens. Um, if they improve again next year, I reckon they'll. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure they they would extend him. Hey, um, now Cam Smith is. There's been all this talk around Cameron Munster. Will he uh, stay at the Melbourne Storm or move on? Now that the Storm have been knocked out, unusually as well, Sats, first mm. uh, week of the finals. Hasn't happened for about 10 years. Now it's the time where they're expecting him to say he's either staying at Melbourne or he's going to go on the open market. You know, if he's not sure, what does he need to make his mind up now? Because I don't think he needed to make his mind up now because only just got bundled out last weekend. And, he, and he's, got, he's got a contract for next year anyway. Yeah. There's no rush. And There's no, if, time is something he's got. And even if he's thinking about going on the open market because he might want to move somewhere and, and say he has been offered this $1.2 or $3 million from the Dolphins, if he does in fact go on the open market and there are other bidders, he could get more. It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. Not just any old Friday night preview, Sats. This is huge. Elimination final tonight. The Eels and the Raiders at Combank Stadium. The Raiders, Sats, have won... Five straight. The Eels are trying to get over that loss to the Panthers thus this uh, last week. How do you see it going? Well, I don't know, to, to be quite honest, Badge, because every team that's that's left in the finals series, they're all as fit as one another. They've got the same amount of skill. They've got key players. So physically, they're all ready. Yeah, they, they've all got bumps and bruises and players playing with niggling injuries. The difference between both these sides is above the ears. How does either side handle the psychological pressure? And history tells us that Parramatta don't handle that pressure too well. What about Wonga Blake? Will he be able to um, have put that behind him, those three, at least three mistakes under those high floaters last week from Nathan Cleary? If he gets another one or two and spills one early, do you, you think he could go down the same path? I don't think that the Canberra Raiders have got the same kicking prowess as what mm. Nathan Cleary has. I don't think they'd be coming at him... Uh, in the same way they were last week. In saying that, whatever kicks they do put up on Wonga Blake, it, they've just got to put a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. They've just got to make it difficult for him. And and unfortunately, it's it's part of professional sport. They have to tighten the screws as much as they can on him. So, you know, it's all about Mitchell Moses. He suffered the head knock against the Panthers. They capitulated after that. He completed the captain's run this week. Uh, for more reports, he's ready to go. But again, how does he recover from that? Yeah. Uh, the big change for the Raiders is Adam Elliott. How much will they miss him... Uh, he's got a pelvic injury, but they've been able to 
uh, push Corey Hadawita-Nida into the starting side, and they bring Ryan Sutton. It's good depth into the group. They have got good depth. He's you know, a player. Corey Hadawita-Nida is a is a big, rangy, fast, mobile back row. So they don't lose much, but what they do lose with Adam Elliott is just his. You know the stuff that you just clean up. The lock fours just clean yeah. up all those little tiny things. So uh, really good. The ball in hand is a little of a, a tip on player, short passing game, Adam Elliott. So they're going to miss him. But they pick up another strength in Hutterwood and Nida. What about these forward? And what about the big men in the forward backs? Oh, yeah. Junior Barlow, who actually played for the Raiders, uh, and Regan Campbell-Gillard have been playing great footy up against Tapanay and Papali'i, uh, the starting props for the uh, the Raiders. That'll be absolutely huge, mm. won't it? It will be. Yeah, it's the highlight of the match. And to be quite honest, you can't split both of them. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I tell you, I've been following closely Sean Lane, and I have loved the way that he's been playing his footy and they've, they've got some handy back rowers themselves. And some would say Hudson Young might be the most improved player in the competition, some of the stuff that he's come up with. Rightio, that's going to be a huge game tonight. Uh, Eels versus Raiders at Combank Stadium. Better get to the break because coming up in a moment, South forward Jai Arrow joins us. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Murray goes away to Cody Walker. Early kick chasing through. Joy Arrow. It was a bow and arrow for Joy. The kick was perfect for Cody Walker. And Joy Arrow pounced on it. And they might just have pounced on a semi-final victory. Yeah, it's a dangerous left side there for the Rabbitohs. And this man scored a try. And it's forming a really good combination with Cody Walker on that left-hand side. He's one of the show favourites as well. South back row. Joy Arrow joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Joy? No, good boys. Thanks for making me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, that game last week, I know you don't want to probably focus on it too much because you've only got a game two days away, but it, did that game feel like it went for a whole week? Yeah, it did. It did so too. It was, um, it was full on. It obviously had everything in it. Uh, I knew the emotions and um, the... The crowd was going to get into it. The emotions were high. The physicality of the game was high, but it did. It felt like it went forever, especially in uh, you know that second half when when the lungs are um, you know, hanging out and um, you just want the game to be over. It sort of dragged on for a fair bit, but um, no doubt as a as a fan looking in, it was probably a good spectacle to watch. I know there was a lot at stake. Of course, a, a knockout final, and then that rabbits and roosters rivalry, but early on in the game, being on the field, could you tell there was that extra bit of intensity in that game? Yeah, absolutely. And especially it being a do or die footy game, it was everything on the line. And um, as I said before, it had absolutely everything, seven sim binnings, um, a thousand head high tackles. And um, yeah, we had obviously a packed crowd there as well. The atmosphere was unreal, but, um, we're just sort of glad we could get that one done and, and dusted. And um, there was a lot of nerves and a lot of emotion before the game. So um, it was just good to get the win so we can move to, I suppose, the next job. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've been there, Jai, what, three years now at the Bunnies. Do you still get surprised just how hyped up everyone is around your, your clashes with the Roosters? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that I didn't really know about coming down to the club was how much rivalry there actually was and, and how much the fans and um, not only the fans, but the club actually cared about, you know, that game. And um, it's always a fiery, it's always, I suppose, a good contest. And um, one, a contest that no doubt even, even not even 
um, Roosters and Rabbitohs fan, they enjoy watching that. Um, obviously, the two co-founded clubs in the in rugby league go out, go toe to toe. And um, I didn't really know much about it till I come down, but I've sort of got to know the history. Sort of got to know, you know, the I suppose what goes on between the two clubs and the hatred and stuff like that. So it's definitely an enjoyable game to play in and, and play against, even though probably um, the last one that we just played was a bit of a weird one, but an enjoyable one yeah, as well. Absolutely, yeah. No prisoners in that game. Hey, now you're a, you're a senior player and a rep player. Were you? Was there a point there where you and, and the other senior guys were, were trying to settle everyone down? And, and if you know, how did you do that? How do you try to get everyone just to play footy to, to concentrate on the game? It was it was actually a a very different one for me. I I haven't been nervous for a game in maybe two years, and um, I, I remember going to the stadium and I started to get nervous, and I thought this is really weird, um, and, and didn't know what to do. I just didn't feel myself feel right, and um, I feel like I was really nervous, and I started having a lot of emotions started to go through me, and as soon as we kicked off, it just felt like my legs went to jelly and. Um, fatigue straight away and was under the pump straight away as soon as the game started. So it was a bit of a weird one for mm. me. and um, It got better as, as the game went on, but um, at the start, I could tell you the first, I reckon after our first defensive set, which we started in defence, I was, um, my ass was hanging out and I didn't know. I, I felt weird. So um, I don't know if it was just it being the first finals game of the year, whether it was that or whether it was just the emotion playing in a knockout final against the Roosters. But um, yeah, I didn't do anything different. I didn't, I suppose, didn't really um, you know, do anything um, to change my preparation. It was, I think it was the occasion and um, how cool, how big the crowd was. And it had a little bit of an origin vibe to it. And, and with the senior players, that everyone just sort of went about their business. But everyone, I think, speaking to a, a lot of the boys, they... They sort of felt the same that there was a lot of a lot of differences in that game. So um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm I'm just shocked given that you've you've played in Grand Final last year's Grand Final. You played Origin, that you're saying that's the the most nervous you've been in in well maybe forever in a footy game. That's and it's uh, yeah first week of the finals. Wow, that's yeah. I, I don't know how. Yeah, to... it was it was that's what I mean. It was weird. I was. Honestly, looking back, I can't really remember, but um, looking back at the grand final last year and even Origin this year, I wouldn't say I was overly nervous. I was more excited, but um, last week, yeah, I was. I was actually I was very nervous and even felt a bit weird. And I had one of my physios um, yesterday actually said to me, "You didn't. You didn't seem. You didn't. You seemed different." Um, he said before the game against the Roosters, were you nervous or something? And I said, yeah, you're actually you, you're spot on there. We've got that one out of the way, Dalian. Yeah. They're probably new stadium as well. There's so much uh, so much involved. Now, when you talk about there's so much emotion, Joy, in, in the game, that before the game, during the game, post-game, a lot of excitement. Is Jason Demetrio and the playing group the sort of group that say, right here, we're going to ground ourselves and level out again? Or do you just try and ride the wave of emotion? No, I think... You, you touched on the head there. JD's been, you know, he's done a tremendous job in, in sort of um, getting us back focused on, on the job ahead. And um, yeah, we've got one job at a time at the moment, and, and that's Cronulla this week. But, um, you know, we, we've played, I suppose, the first final last week. There was obviously that emotion. So hopefully that helps and the emotion goes out of it because I feel like you can fatigue pretty quickly 
when you're playing um, on emotion, but um, it's just it's just getting ourselves right on the training paddock, doing all the right things, and and training well through this week to get ready for a you know a good defensive team in Cronulla. Latrell, Joy, I mean, I'm just I'm mesmerised by him. One, he's just a massive human and a great athlete, but he's just got this vibe and this aura about him that he's just thriving <laughs> in this environment. Is he like that internally as well? He's got that swagger. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, with Latrell is what you see is what you get and um, the way he carries himself off the field is the way he carries himself on the field and I suppose from the outside looking in some people would maybe call that arrogance but um, it's not arrogance at all I think it's a com- confidence in himself to, to perform well and the confidence that he brings outside um, you know, gets everyone else up so to have him in our side um, I just want Latrell to be Latrell, and he can do what he wants if he if he wants to continue to play play the way he is because he's such a handy person to have in your side. How how difficult is going through a final series when you, you're coming from outside the top four and you and it's um, and you know it's sudden death each week, or is that um, maybe not so nerve wracking from now on in because you're probably you know you you're going to be the underdogs. Yeah, obviously there's that stat where they say no one's ever won it from outside the, the top four. But I think, you know, records are there to be broken and that, and that's something that um, you know, we're not going to shy away from is to be that first team to, to ever do that. And, um, I'd say, you know, as a lot of boys from Canberra have said, they've got nothing to lose um, mm. and so do we. Um, it's do or die footy from here on in and it's winner takes all. So... Um, I think we're playing with a lot of confidence, uh, a bit of swagger, not from me, but from from the <laughs> from our superstar players in, in Latrell, Cody Walker, and and the likes of that. And um, I'm just excited for this for this next challenge and and what it brings. It's um you know it's just an exciting time of year, finals footy, and always grateful that I get the opportunity to put on that Rabbitohs jersey, go out there and and have the fans behind us, and and um, to be able to be able to play in a final series, as both you boys know, it's it's um, it's a pretty tough gig playing rugby league, and and to be playing in a final series is um, you know, you still got to pinch yourself every day. Yeah, and, and another big battle this week against the uh, the Sharkies, who have come off that really close loss, that that uh, that Golden Point game. How do you how do you how do you how do you make sure you're not as nervous or as you were last week? Do you listen to something like this? Yeah. Is that yours? Is that your? That's your. You're that a fan of his, are you? Yeah, I, I love that. I love him, Luke Combs. Combs. Yeah, Luke Combs. I do. I um. That's a. He's he's on my music playlist before the game. <laughs> I'm sort of relaxed, mellow sort of music listener before a game. I like to just try and stay relaxed as possible. So, Luke Combs will be on the um. He'll be on the cards, and I actually just bought a ticket to his concert next year. Oh. I'll be standing in the mosh, mosh pit going, going absolutely mental for him, I reckon. We heard him break a... out a few tears like the girls do with Justin Bieber. We heard there's only two types of music as far as Joy Arrow is concerned, country and western. That's it. Is that right? It wouldn't be too, <laughs> wouldn't there be too many boys in the, in, the, uh, in the club that are listening to the same music as you? Yeah, absolutely. They all do. We all get around it, actually. So... <laughs> Uh, you can't beat it. You can't beat country music. I'm telling you. I want to see you guys line dancing after a try. 
Yeah, well, I can't do that. But <laughs> I, I can I can hold a beer in my hand and listen to country music. It's my favourite thing. Sats, I reckon you put him on the blowtorch. I'll do it now. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Have you done this before, Joy? Sats, Sats blowtorch? Well, I've asked him. I've got some different ones no. for Joy. All right. Yeah, here we go. The h- toughest questions you'll have this year. Now, uh, Joy Arrow, you've got two players here, Damien Cook and Cam Murray. You've got to choose one of those two. If you've got two tickets to, okay, Luke Combs. You've got two tickets to Luke Combs' concert. There's one for you and the other one between Damien Cook and Cam Murray. Who do you take? Oh, geez, that's a tough... I have to say Camo, only because he lives close. Um, and give you a lift. He's, a, he's sort of a country... He's a, yeah, he give me a lift, and he's a country boy, and I know he loves Luke Combs, so... Okay. Uh, Camo. Okay, out of those two players, which one would you like to mute for 24 hours? Well, Camo doesn't really say much, so it'd have to be Cookie with his shit jokes. <laughs> Oh, okay, I think this one would be pretty easy. If you had a two-man relay running for your life out of those two players over 100 metres, who do you pick? Oh, yeah, Cookie. Oh, he's a beach sprinter, didn't you know? Apparently, <laughs> there's a, there's a rumour, apparently he was a beach sprinter. So. <laughs> okay, um, out of those two, which one would be the first to leave on Mad Monday? <laughs> Cookie. <laughs> Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the best question I've been asked. <laughs> okay, the last one. Okay, if one of those two had to tell a joke for your life and the crowd had to laugh, which one would it be? <laughs> oh, Cookie's Cookie's got Cookie's got crap jokes. So <laughs> my, oh, oh, that's that's yeah. See, that's hard. Maybe Cookie's. Shit joke or, or make the crowd laugh because it's horrible. But then Camo, Camo might be undercover. Yeah. He might have undercover dad jokes yep. as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm on the fence with that. Yeah. Oh. He seems too perfect, Cam Murray. That's the problem with him, isn't it? Hey, yeah. hey Joy, you got a massive game on Saturday night at Allianz Stadium to go uh, one step closer to another grand final appearance. And uh, it's always great that you take time out to, to give us some, uh, some of your time on Sports Day. So uh, thanks for joining us, mate, and good luck on Saturday night. No worries, boys. Thank you. Have fun at the Luke Combs concert. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. 30 metres out. Last tackle right in centre field. It goes all the way back to Val Holmes from 45 out. Strikes it and pushes it to the right, I believe. He's got, he got it. got it. He's kicked it. Val Holmes has kicked it from 45 metres out. It's a two-point drop goal, and the Cowboys have beaten Cronulla by 32 points to 30. Yeah, it was an amazing finish to that game on Saturday night. The Cowboys, they earn a week off and play a grand final qualifier in Townsville in two weekends' time, and a man who was a tremendous player, premiership winner with the Dragons, and now he's forging a great career in Coaching as well. It's the assistant coach of the North Queensland Cowboys, Dean Young. Thanks for joining us, Dino. No worries. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, an emotional finish to that game, uh, not only physically, but also psychologically and in a positive way for, for you and Toddy Payton and the coaching staff and the players. How, how long did it take for you guys to come down emotionally after that epic finish? Yeah, it took a while. We stayed back and had a couple of beers at the hotel and um, really enjoyed that, knowing that we had the weekend off and 
flew back to Townsville first thing Sunday morning. So uh, it was a great game, a great performance of the boys. We're, we're really proud of the way they hung in there and stuck to the plan. And um, when you've got someone like Valentine Haynes in your team who, who loves the big moments, um, it's, it's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, he's got ice in his veins, hasn't he? Now, we called the game, both Badge and I, Dean, and 30-22, eight minutes remaining, a risky play. You take the two. Whose instructions were that? Was was that does that come from the coaching box or was it Chad Townsend on the field? No, that come from the coaching box. We just thought um, we take the two and then we can score tries from anywhere on the field with the talent that we've got in our team and the footy that we can play. Um, also, there's a few stats behind the decision that Cronulla Sharks have got the best defence in the comp um, inside their twenty um, on their try line. So I think its averages about. 18 plays in their, inside their 20 before they leak a try. So we feel like they're, they're pretty hard to score against that that close. So we backed ourselves further out. But um, we ended up scoring a try close to the try line because of uh, Scott Drinkwater um, come up with a play that he's been working on um, the last couple of weeks. And, and they executed it great. And, and Jace went over and, and, scored, and tied up the scores. Have, have you been uh, surprised how well Scotty Drinkwater's gone? I know he's recently signed a new contract, uh, Dean, but earlier in the year I was uh, I called him in a, a Queensland Cup game um, and all of a sudden he's um, you know he's burst back into the top grade and hasn't looked back. No, he's always had it in him, Drinky. He's, he's a rare talent and what he can do with the ball, um, not many people can with his ball playing ability and his speed, but he's also really, um, you know, really smart footy player. He's a real student of the game. He watches a lot of footy and um, a lot of the time in our spine meetings, he's doing a lot of the talking and throwing up ideas about how we can play and how we could pull apart opposition teams. So um, I'm not surprised with the way he's playing. It just took him a while to get to this point. And, um, I think you know he's probably ahead of Tommy Dearden in the preseason to play 5'8", and then he hurt his shoulder uh, around the Christmas period and Tommy Dearden got the jump on him. And uh, he started the year, uh, obviously, on the bench or, or not in our side. And I think that period there really made him realise that he wanted to be a first grade and he wanted to be a part of the team. So when he come back in, when Hammer got injured, um, he took the opportunity with both hands and he hasn't looked back. Yeah, he's done it really, really well. Now, you guys have been much talked about it, finished uh, second last last year and, and now you're one win away uh, from a grand final, and in fact, it's going to be a, a home preliminary final. Uh, could you have even? Did you ever think that the uh, the Cowboys would be going this far and this good so quickly? Yeah, look, it has been a quick turnaround, but I think the two things that have probably changed with is one, we had time this preseason. The first year that we got there, uh, the preseason was really, really short because of COVID. So. We only had about three weeks with the younger guys and about a week and a half with the older guys before Christmas. Then you come back and you're playing it for five weeks. Now, that's not a lot of time to change your whole defensive structure, change everything that you're doing with the ball. Um, so this year we had seven weeks uh, with the younger guys and about five weeks with the older guys. But a lot of those older guys turned up weeks before they were due back. They turned up in incredible shape, um, especially Chad Townsend, uh, Scott Drinkwater and Valentine Holmes. They turned up ready to go, so... Uh, the extra time obviously helped, and, and obviously the personnel, like our edges are a lot different now than what they were when we started last year. So um, the personnel that we've got there, a good mixture of youth and, and experience has, 
has worked well for us. Now, Dino, you won a comp in 2010 with the Dragons. You won week one against Penrith. You had the week off as a player. And, I mean, you had you had a dodgy knee at the back end of your career. So how beneficial is it to have that week off as a player? Does it depend on how old you are, how much experience you've got? Yeah, look, I lost a grand final qualifier in, in uh, 2005 against the Tigers. And, and we won the first week, had the second week. And... I looked back at that time and thought that maybe the week off wasn't an advantage, but um, going through a fair few more years as player and, and, and a lot as a coach now has definitely got an advantage. You just have to look at that Roosters-South game um, on the weekend and seeing how physical it was and then look at the numbers that come out of our game. Like We played 93 minutes. Um, you know, A lot of our middles played a lot of time and we made over 400 tackles, so... If we can go through a weekend without doing that, I think it's a big advantage going into a home final. Now, you look after the defence, and you guys have been outstanding this year, and conceding 30 on Saturday night. I know you, you score 32 and you win the game. Is that a concern from your angle, being the defensive coach, where there's some bad traits that you saw started to emerge on Saturday night? No, it's definitely not a concern because it's easily fixed, but um, we're very disappointed with uh, the tries we let in. I don't think Cronulla really earned any of them, so... Um, I thought our yardage defence was, was outstanding on the weekend. I think we made them kick inside their own 40 mm. eight times and um, another three or four times inside that 40, um, 50 metre line, so inside their half. So our yardage defence was great, but when they got down to the try line, our defence wasn't good enough. So uh, we've got a review tomorrow. We'll address that and um, get some good training in this week and, and build up for the for the uh, big game next Friday night. Oh, and a fortnight to sort it out. Uh, lucky you. Hey, now Sats and I admitted our um, uh, well, our lack of knowledge around the rules. Did you realise that it's actually extra time uh, in finals before you go to Golden Point? We had no idea at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we spoke about that during the week and uh, spoke about a different couple of scenarios that could happen and what we wanted to do and whether we're going to receive or um, kick off or go with the win. So we'll across all that. Now, I don't know whether you want to tell us or not, but we believe, Dino, that Tommy Deaton actually had his ruptured testicle removed because <laughs> when he went through that gap from dummy half the other day, he got shot out like a cannon. I didn't think he was as quick as what he was. Nothing rubbing between his legs. Yeah, he's lost That's weight fine. somewhere. So um, he's a smart little player, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's awesome. You know, when you look at, you know, sort of player he was when he first arrived and um, he had no confidence. And uh, what he did do, though, is he, he always competes and um, you don't give up on a player that competes that hard. And we showed a lot of faith in him and he certainly repaid the club and the way he's playing. And the boys just love playing with him because he just puts his body on the line and chases every kick like it's his last. And um, the boys love playing with him and we love coaching him. Now, we've got a bit of audio to play before we let you go. I want you to think about this. If you won a grand final as a coach, how would it compare to this? Have a listen. Well, there he is embracing his dad, Craig. Craig captained and won the 79 grand final. Is there any wonder that father and son would not be crying openly there? Well, there it is right there. You won't get a better image. You bring him to tears now, Badge. What are you doing? Ever, could it ever compare to that moment, do you think? Oh, look, I sort of, you don't sort of um, think about those things too too often, but that was certainly the best um, year of my football playing career, without a doubt, winning a premiership. As you know, boys, it's uh, pretty special and that's what drives you. But um, this year's been so enjoyable in um, North Queensland. Just, 
just coaching these players, you feel like you're doing it together. Um, they take feedback so well. Um, they turn up every day wanting to get better. So um, I just hope the boys get what they want and what they deserve. And we need to be at our best on Friday night if we if we want to get that. So yeah, um, it's been a good year, but it's not over and we're still hungry for more. Now, probably one of the, the most pressing questions you'll get this year, Dino, is, is that summer is coming in Townsville. It's very hot. It means only one thing for you, and that's water the pool water level. Now, we know that you don't like it when the pool water level goes too low because the kids do bomb diving. So now, has that rule changed since last year? Well, well, I don't know where you got the information from. But I, I, I could assume it might be Toddy, but Toddy hasn't spoken to you for a year. I know. <laughs> that I know. Word's out about that, so Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. refuses to. <laughs> so, another source. He, he's brushed He's brushed out since you tipped us to finish 15th. He's brushed out. No, 16. No, 16. <laughs> he tipped you to come last. Oh, oh, 15th, wasn't it? <laughs> One <Yeah>. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's starting to warm up now, Sat. So, um, yeah, there'll be plenty of swimming soon. The, the, the weather's starting to get nice and warm, which is good. You can take back to Todd that from Sat's point of view, he reckons it was all reverse psychology. Exactly what he it was. He fired up your coach and everyone else exactly. with that tip. That's exactly what it was. No, but I, I couldn't be I couldn't be happy for all of you because it's yeah. great when rugby league's going great in Townsville and you guys are flying at the moment. Of course, uh, in two weeks you'll play the winner of the Raiders or Para, and I, I don't think you'll you'll care either way. Um, oh, Dino. you will if it's the Raiders. Oh. I've got to say, that was outstanding on Saturday night. Very courageous effort. And, uh, hey, thanks for taking time out to join us on Sports Day. No worries. Thanks for having me, fellas. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. A Racing Queensland update. The Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. I love that uh, bit of music you're playing there, Chris Nelson, as we introduce you. Thanks to uh, yeah. Racing Queensland. What little instruments he plays at once. It's amazing. That's a little tune I knocked up in the garage a couple of weeks ago. I'm glad you like it. That's amazing. Now, the Spring Racing Carnival has arrived. Now, what's going on this week, mate, before we talk about some of the weekend's races? This is a, a big meeting badge. We've got uh, Pink Ribbon Cup Day at the Gold Coast, which is a really big fundraising event for the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Now, this is the, the 15th year that the Gold Coast Turf Club has held this race day. It started off only in a small way, but it's just grown to become so big. And, and if you headed out there Saturday afternoon, all you'd see is everyone dressed in pink right down from the CEO to, to whatever you can find, whoever's working, whoever's enjoying themselves. They all wear pink, and it is a massive day's racing. Uh, $900,000 has been raised uh, since its inception 14 years ago, Beauty. and 135000 was raised last year. So a really good event. Get behind it. And not only do you have that uh, pink ribbon race day at the Gold Coast Saturday, but there's a pink ribbon race night at the Harness Racing at uh, Albion Park on Saturday night as well. There'll be pink rugs and saddles and helmets and caps and pink silk pants. Nice to get a pair of those on show throughout the evening. Right, huh? You've I'm pretty sure you got some. You've donated so, some of yours now, so that's uh, nice of you, mate. That's <laughs> right. There's a couple of pairs gone missing. Mm-hmm. I must have. Do you wear those while you're, while you're composing that music? <laughs> pink chaps. As well. Pink chaps. <laughs> like village people. Um, what tips What tips you got this weekend, Chris A? Well, we're going to uh, spread the love a little bit here. We've got uh, a couple for the Gold Coast on Saturday. Race two, number one, is uh, Seabass, uh, a stayer from the Chris Wallace stable. Sammy Collett will ride, racing very consistently. 
comes up against a, a mediocre bunch, should be winning that race. Race two, number one's uh, Seabass. And just one to keep an eye on, guys, in the Pink Ribbon Cup. Race seven, number eight, Queen of Dubai. Now, we've got Mimi Lagarde resuming here. She's a class act, but she's got a lot of weight and she's got a wide gate, and she's going to give them a decent start. I just thought this one, uh, ex-Waterhouse uh, bot now with David Van Dyke, the real query runner. I like the trials. If you watch the, the market closely leading into the race, if there's money for it or uh, she stays solid in the market, I think she'll run well. If she blows out the gate, well, then we're probably wise to back uh, Mimi Lagarde. But just keep a close eye on Queen of Dubai, Saturday race seven, number eight. I think she'll run really well. And oh, I had another one too. You did, uh, yes. Yeah, Sunny Coast, Sunny Coast, Sunday. Uh, race one, number four, Nippers Nightcap for Kelly Schweder and Jimmy Orman. Busting to get to 1,600 metres. He finally does, and he should be beating those at the Sunny Coast. Race one, number four. Number four, Nippers Nightcap. Oh, beautiful. Okay. And there, there are some other uh, good meets around the state, yep. aren't there, on the weekend? I think Dolby and Gatton, yeah? You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're dead right. Again, Badge, Dolby Cup. Dolby Cup is a big meeting. Big numbers at Dolby on the Saturday as there are at Gatton, it's a big meeting at Gatton also with some big numbers. Uh, away from the TAB scene, we have uh, the Atherton Cup and we have the Morven Cup. And, of course, uh, we race at the Sunshine Coast Sunday where Nippers Nightcap will be winning the first race, guys. You be- yes, you <laughs> beauty. Good on you, Nelson. Thanks for joining us as always, mate. Uh, pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend. You yeah. too. Uh, the Queensland Spring Racing Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? What's got us excited, Scotty? What hasn't got us excited? There is so much going on. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be at the um, Bunnies and Sharks game at Allianz, and I've never been. How exciting is that? In fact, I played a bunch of games there at the old Allianz and was very unimpressed in many ways with it, but apparently it's outstanding. The surface was ordinary. At the old one? Well, there wasn't wasn't much great about it, really. I thought <laughs> I didn't have a rap on it. Just, just, apart from the fact that it was better than the SCG because it wasn't a cricket ground. I tell you what, but, it didn't it didn't look that crash hot last week either with the, the South Roosters final. It looked like it was chewed up in some areas. Yeah, well, I, you know, it, when you're rushing, I guess, you wouldn't think they would have been rushing to get the, the turf down, but maybe they were. Uh, but Bunny's third week in a row yeah. at Allianz. It's like it's their home ground. So, yeah, well, they seem to have taken it, it over now. It could be. Uh, what about you, Sats? Anything else? Oh, that. Uh, also, can't wait for the AFL grand final qualifier, the Swans and Collingwood. That's all in the same precinct yes. from 4.30 through to about 10 o'clock. Well, that's right. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping there won't, it won't be too crazy because the, that, that AFL uh, qualifier starts at 4-ish. Yeah, 4.50. So the time we're arriving, yeah. it'll still be going on. They go about six hours in AFL game, <laughs> don't they? Might finish at the same time. And the time. other thing I'm looking forward to, Badge, on Sunday, you know how much I love my boxing. Um, there's two boxers, uh, Canelo, Alvarez, and uh, Gennady Golovkin. They're mm. fighting for their, their trilogy, their third Oh, is this third the third time. one? Yeah. And, and what, is it one all? No, it's, a, it's one to Canelo, a draw. Okay. Yeah. So and Canelo was the overwhelming favourite, as we. And you uh, think he's got it? He's, he's the man yeah, in this he'll, one. Yeah, he'll beat. Kennedy's forty now. So. Yeah. Yep. Righto. Well, uh, this time next week, well, of course, we'll be talking about the uh, the AFL Grand Final. That'll be uh, well and truly only no well, moments a away. Day, not that far yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, the NRL will be heading into its Grand Final qualifiers. Hey, great man, great joining us, Sats on uh, on off the bench. No worries. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will catch you next week. See ya.
This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.